Hello and welcome to the I Am Woman Project, where every week we have deep thought-provoking and interesting conversations with thought leaders, change instigators, rule breakers and creative minds who think differently, sparking creativity and inspiration. Our special guests on our show cover a variety of topics just for you, and they share their personal stories to inspire, motivate and empower you, our listener. The I Am Woman podcast is produced for your enjoyment and show notes are found at www.iamwomanproject.com.au. Come back often and feel free to add the podcast to your favourite RSS feed or iTunes. You can also follow us on Twitter at I Am Woman Project and Facebook. All links are in the show notes. Now let's get into the show. Today we have the energetic and full of life Trish Blackwell. Trish is a recognized fitness professional and thought leader committed to inspiring others to live with more confidence, health and happiness from the inside out. Her unique three-pronged approach, motivation for your mind, movement and meaning, offers a holistic focus on personal growth and development. Trish is passionate about bringing hope to those who struggle with perfectionism, negative body image, eating disorders, compulsive exercise, or confidence issues. Her personal journey has taken her through many stages of negative and toxic living. Destructive perfectionism, an eating disorder, a broken heart from an abusive relationship, and sexual assault that threw her into a deep depression. Trish learned to train her mind to declaring herself to be victorious over circumstances and not a victim of them. Now Trish knows that it's never too late to pursue living the life of your dreams. She coaches people across the globe to make radical lifestyle changes so that they can let their unique story and purpose shine. Now sit back and get ready for this energetic conversation that will replace that morning coffee. Welcome to the show, Trish Blackwell. How are you today? Gathering, I'm doing great. I got, I'm fueled on coffee and caffeine. I'm doing great. I know. And there's a bit of a time difference. What time is it at your end of the yeah, world? Yeah, it's um, 5 a.m. Or five. Five, a little bit after, yes. Yeah. Oh, my golly gosh. Yeah, girl. I must have loved you a lot to wake up for you like this. <laughs> <laughs> and just... I do. But you know what's funny is I, ever since, gosh, uh, 20 years ago, you know, when before the internet and um, I was a, l- a little girl, one of my favorite things to do was have pen pals. And I had a pen pal in Australia and I had pen pals in different countries. And I thought it was the coolest thing. And I just, I was thinking about that this morning going, what would I would have, what would I have thought when I was 10 to think I can just open up my, my laptop and just talk to any friend around the world now. Like, how cool is this? That is really cool. And I'm, yeah, you know, I'm here in Washington, D.C. It's just so cool how connected we get to be. I know. And normally it's the other way around. So sometimes I do the late calls or the really mm-hmm. like 5 o'clock in the morning like you call, yes. depending on where what part of the world they're at. It's just, I think it's just fascinating. And I love the community that you get to build with powerful, confident women who want to change the world together. Yeah, I love that. Absolutely. So yeah. Trish, for our listeners, let's unpack Trish a little bit because you do have your own show called Confidence on the Go. So tell us a little bit about that. 
Yeah, absolutely. So my my podcast is called Confidence on the Go. I actually, as a as a business, I'm a full time confidence coach and author. And I, um, like I said, I'm based in the DC area, but I work around the world. And um, I really fine tune onto the the niche of confidence because. Um, I, my, my story where I got to kind of even doing this as a business or even becoming an entrepreneur and wanting to contribute in this way really started, um, I was a, you know, that type a, you know, perfectionist type child growing up, super athlete and, and, you know, top you know, all American girl next door kind of thing. The whole, my whole life. And there was so much, such a pressure to perform. Um, and, and I was, it's exhausting. And I, and I finally moved to Europe. I lived in France for a while and, and I had these big breakthroughs and revelations, all this. The meanwhile, I had this, you know, facade of perfection and like, she's the perfect student and the perfect daughter and the perfect this. And oh, well, like it's what, you know, on the inside I was like, light, this is, is this happiness. Like, is this it? And I, even though I was confident on the outside, I was desperately insecure and, and self-critical and self-bullying and self-doubting and all the time on the inside. And, and as a result, I had a 10 year long, um, battle with my body with an, an eating disorder that, um, really wiped me out and, uh, body dysmorphia. And when I moved to Europe and then came back, I, I had these such revelations and breakthroughs that I went, okay, I've got to bring this back to the United States. I need to help people like me that don't even realize that they need help. So I wanted to talk about stuff that people often weren't speaking about. And I got into personal training and that was a really interesting way to kind of get into people's lives and coach the mind as we were training the body. It was almost because we were doing a workout and there's a vulnerability to that. And there's a, um, sort of a sensitivity that opens. It allowed me to have these thought conversations with people to make real change happen. And so from there, um, that morphed into really life coaching and then confidence coaching and um, taking it to a level where um, I can really help people not just in a workout, but in in living their best life. Because I really believe to so the essence of my business and what I do and, um, you know, we're about to unfold and launch in 2017, the, um, the College of Confidence, which is going to, it really is just a community of people around the world who believe in saying, like, I can train my confidence. I'm not going to believe the self-doubting, self-limiting, self-restricting thoughts anymore. And I'm going to have the courage to go contribute in a meaningful way in the world. So for me, those big three words are, are, are confidence, courage, and contribution. Wow, great words. I, I'm. Can I just say, I haven't had a coffee, but I'm high as a kite just from your energy <laughs> coming through here. I'm like, woo, amazing. Yeah. You've got amazing energy. So Trish, yeah. just, just a couple of things. So firstly, what part of France did you go to? Because I'm French myself. I was born in Briançon, uh, which is in yeah. south of France. So when you said that, that was a real, ooh, what part of France? Um, I was, so I lived in, well, I did, you know, Paris, of course. And then I, I was, um, an assistant anglais in, um, Perigueux in the Dordogne. <gasps> Listen to your accent. Wow. Yeah. yeah. And I actually, so I have a two year old and I, um, I am raising her in French because I love, I love it that much. So you and I, man, I, you're, we're even more soul sisters than we thought. Wow. We'll have my, a- we're eventually, hopefully my husband and I would like to spend a couple of years in France, you know, because the nature of our, my business is that I can be virtual anywhere. We're just waiting for that right time. Mm, so yeah, I'm, you got a fan in me, man. All French people, I, I, in my heart, it's just something deep. It's always spoken to me. Yes, I, I'm one of those. Um, I've said my five years long term plan is to go back to France and live there for at least a oh. year or two, and uh, just go back to my roots because I have all my family there. I only have my immediate family ah. in Australia. But oh, that's anyway, fantastic! Yeah, of- very. Well, yeah, well, listen, I could talk about France all day. <laughs> yeah, and I was going to say, enough of me now. Let's go back to you. I love the College of Confidence. So yeah. 
And this is really intriguing because this is one of the things that comes up a lot, and especially in young women and, and young adolescents where confidence and is one of those things that comes up a lot in conversation. So what are some of your um, your experiences? Because obviously you've been through it where you know, lack of confidence and la- lack yeah. of self-worth. I mean, how did you push through all of that? You know, I, I did, I became a, well, I've always been a voracious reader and I just became obsessed with finding thought leaders to read leadership books, um, you know, NLP books. I just was, I just knew there was more than this manufactured life I was living. And I, and I, and I, and I believed in joy. And I'll tell you what, for me, the big breakthrough was uh, the whole concept of joie de vivre. And like, that's my one and only tattoo is joie de vivre on my body. Cause I want, I, I, for, I mean, France was so significant in my, my whole transformation of this, this attitude that was so different from this, like American go, go, go achieve, achieve, achieve 5am till midnight. You're fully booked minute by minute. So I went and lived in, you know, in the Dordogne and I, Catherine, I had more free time than I'd ever had my entire life combined. And I, and I, and I, and I found joy there and I saw people living with this presence and it, it just challenged me. It really rocked my world and made me go, okay, how do I get that? How do I get that joie? How do I get that? And I was, you know, I studied them. What is different? They're all, these women are beautiful in such different ways. Well, what is it? It's not their weight. It's not their body's type. It's not their, you know, their style. Like, cause it's, it's, you know, they're different. Everyone looks different. It's not this, you know, French silhouette of this, you know, stereotypical French woman, but it, they're real people. And you know that, but like a lot of, a lot of Americans don't, I saw real people, but with more joy and confidence than I, I saw most often in the United States. And I said, what do they know that's different? And I realized that it's their approach to life and it's their, there was a connect, a, a deeper connection to their thought life and their sense of self. And I, and I wanted that. And so that's where I studied that and broke through. And I'll tell you what's so interesting when you tell somebody, you know, and Hey, how are you know, small talk? Hey, how's it going? Like, what's your, Oh, what do you do? I'm a confidence coach. And people go, well, that's interesting. Are there enough people who need that kind of service? And I actually, I, it's so fascinating to me because one, I believe everyone needs confidence. We are born confident. If you watch a child learn how to walk and fall a million times and then get back up without being discouraged, you know that we, I mean, it's evident. We all have it deep in our soul. It's knit into us. But I I really do believe as, as we age, we lose that, that connection to it. So, um, the interesting thing about most of my clientele, I, I really, I really specialize with perfectionists. Most of my clientele, and I work with men and women, but the 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 majority of them, I, I work with the prettiest, most successful people in the room because they're the ones spending all their energy to achieve and look, have everything together on the outside, but they're dealing with a lot of deep social anxiety or deep, you know, self-doubting and questioning and a lot of effort and, and really lack of, lack of joie de vivre. And so for me, it's like, it's a very interesting, um, it's a very interesting niche because it's, it's, um, there's a lot of, it's still, there's still some social stigma to saying, Hey, I work with people on confidence. No one wants to say that they're not confident. But everybody struggles with it in in a different way. In uh, my recent book that I wrote, it's called Insecurity Detox. And there's 30 ways in that book that I, I go into detoxing specific insecurities because insecurity manifests itself in different ways in different people. Some it's perfectionist. Some it's um, it's a social anxiety. Some it's just um, procrastination or never starting, right? Or never having the courage to even tell someone your dream. And there's so many different ways Um and so I really, I'm really passionate about talking about this so that I can invite people into the conversation so they know it's okay to, to, to look at this as an area of self-growth that they would like any other area of their own personal development. 
I, I can tell you uh, this much. Your passion is oozing through this microphone. <laughs> Thank you. So it's amazing. So, you know, when you go back to France and you, you were talking about Joie de Vie and, it, you know, for me, because when my cousins come out here, they freak out how much, how hard, same thing, how we work long hours and yeah. even eat on the run. Like they can't believe how many people just eat and walk while they're you know, right. eating because for them, they, you know, at lunchtime in the south of France, they'll go home and have their lunch. They'll sit down. You don't see people walking around and eating like you do here in Australia mm-hmm. um, because they're really, they're in the moment. I mean, if you're talking about being present in everything that they do, that's what they enjoy the most simple things in life and it's it's about you know if they have a croissant they have Mm -hmm. one Mm -hmm. not three everything sit down for it and they savor it yeah so everything and that's to me it's we we everything's such a fast pace that we don't stop enough or pause enough to actually be present and enjoy uh, you know, for example, a croissant or even when you're exercising, being present in what mm-hmm. is your body doing and instead of listening to music and thinking something else. And I think that's what the French are really good at is they're being yes. present in that very yes. moment. And so they true. live their life as if it was going to be their last day. They live yeah. it to the fullest. Yeah. Mm. I know yeah. it's beautiful. That fills my soul. Mm, I know. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. So I'm listening to you and you're very passionate, but I want to know what drives you, what makes you like jump mm. out of bed in the morning? Yeah. Well, you know, actually it's funny. It's, it's, it's a, it's an interesting form of regret for me. I look at my life and I had this 10 to 15 year period of where I was stuck in perfectionism, um, obsession in a toxic relationship with food, you know, and exercise, compulsive exercise, a weird restrictive relationship with food, real lack of joie de vivre. And, um, I look at that and I go, look, I lived, if I look at, I like looking at numbers and I look at, okay, well, if I lived quality of life there on the outside, you people would have been like, oh, she was 80, 90, 90, 100% of like really living life to the fullest. And I look at that and I know I was at 50%. I know that if I, if I, I really believe we all have a gift and passion and love to give to the world. And I look at that phase of my life and I'm like, I cheated my purpose. I cheated the world because I was so self-consumed in my own mind and my own limitations that Catherine, I just have a lot to make up for. <laughs> like I wake up and I'm like, I don't, I have so much love to give so much joy that I want to, I want to share so much. Um, well, just, just, leadership of just living life well, the way the French, like what I, what I learned from the French and like, if I can just help one person find more joie in their life, then that's that if I do that every day and and I do that, you know, you through love, you do it through your example, you do it through talking about the stuff that is real, that people need to start talking about. If I can just help somebody who was like me every day, then that, I mean, that drives me, it gets me out of bed because I'm like, I remember life was good, but like, I don't think we're meant to just be able to say, Hey, I had a pretty good day today. I think every day can be amazing. You know, I think we can have lives of our dreams and, and more than anything, it's not just for our own selfish, you know, outcome. It's not to be like, Oh, it's just so great. All you want to do is be happy. I really, I really think it's part of our calling, you know, and I, and that's why I really am so passionate about helping people have the courage, have the confidence to then have the courage to go contribute because I think we each have a purpose where we're meant to contribute in the world in a really significant way. But we've got to have the courage to go pursue that. And I want to help people do that. Mm, I know. I, I, I can tell, honestly, it's amazing. And I just, as I'm listening to you, I'm just thinking, 
What about for our listeners uh, yeah. you know, listening to, and thank you for sharing some of the stuff that you've gone through because I know it's, mm. it is one of those things that it's common, yet, you know, I don't know that everyone's comfortable about talking about lack of confidence. We all lack confidence in in some way, shape, or form. I'm including myself. You know, there's times yeah. where I don't feel confident about doing something, and you exactly. know, and then I really kind of unpack that. What's that all about, and where does that come from? But for for yourself, and you've done a lot of work on yourself, and you've had many breakthroughs. Do you find that sometimes you still go back to your old ways? Absolutely, that's a great question. Um, I I do I. I, so that's why I believe in training the mind is so important that it's like, it's like brushing your teeth. You, you don't, you know, you have to do it every morning and typically you want to do it midday too. That's the bonus. And then also at night, obviously always morning and night for your, for brushing your teeth. You want to do the same with, with brushing your mind, right? Training your mind, training your thoughts and knowing that like, I've got a propensity to have these self-critical thoughts. The minute I catch myself compare, you know, engaging any any type of comparison, my joy, my, my confidence is stolen. It's like throwing it out the window, you know, and, and as a woman, it's very, it's very easy to compare whether you're comparing shoes or, or clothes or, you know, she's been on the treadmill longer than me. Oh, she's taller than me. I like her highlights, but I mean, there's so many ridiculous ways we compare ourselves, even when we're not intending to, we're just positioning ourselves against somebody. Anytime that that happens, I'm essentially saying no to confidence. You know, and so I, I have to be aware. I've learned where my triggers are, and that's what I help a lot of my clients with: learning where to put mental boundaries on yourself so that you stay in the flow of confidence, that you can stay in your lane, so to speak. Um, but yeah, absolutely, and, and that's why it really goes back to it being a daily thing, a multiple multiple time a day. Just like choosing your thoughts to choose powerful, positive thoughts that are going to launch your dreams versus, you know, fearful or self doubting ones. I like that choosing no to yeah. confidence because it does, and we all do it. You know, I'd love to be a couple of inches taller and maybe have straight right. hair oh, in, exactly. instead of this big afro. But we all do yeah. that. We all do that unconsciously. We we always look at something that we don't have. We aspire to be someone that we are not. You know, we're constantly yeah. seeking external and constantly comparing ourselves. Exactly. Uh, and I think that leads to lack of confidence, if anything. Yeah. Yeah, it does. Yeah. So Trish, with the benefits of hindsight, what would you have done differently in your life or career? Mm. You know, I, 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 I love that question because I don't think I would have done anything different. There are a million things I would have, I would like to have changed. And, and you know, and, and for me, a little, and I, I'm very open about my story because I want people, like I said, I want to be that person that talks about things that a lot of people shove under the carpet. But, you know, a lot of my story involves first it's an eating disorder. And then I got into a toxic relationship with an abusive person who I almost married and, and, you know, but he was so beautiful. And so like, you know, all these things and I was just insecure enough to think he's the only person who's ever going to love me. So I'm going to just, you know, I just had to, I had that, that phase after that, I think I was, I was violently and sexually assaulted. Um, and I had a recovery from that and PTSD and in therapy for, for that. And I, and I look at all those, those circumstances and I look at those, the pain and the decisions that I made that got me whatever situation, you know, whether I'd gone to that for the sexual assault, if I had not gone to that one place where he attacked me like, Oh, if I, the reality is that I, I don't want to waste time in regret mm -mm. or in thinking I could change something. And so I actually look at all that pain. I, without pain, we don't really get to taste and really experience true joy. Every deep pain in my life has brought a deeper sense of joy and engagement 
to me in my life now in the future. And it's given me the gift to be able to empathize and love people when they're in those seasons of pain that are similar. And to give them that hope to say, listen, I, if this feels dark and it feels like it is never going to be any light here, but I'm telling you, I was that low. And I, and I want you to know that it, it, it can pass. It will pass. You just have to keep fighting and training your mind and choosing forgiveness and choosing grace and choosing joy. And, and so like, when I look back at that, all those things built in, all that pain actually built into creating my career. I mean, here's the reality. Actually, my career originally, I thought I was actually going to be, um, because I'm a linguist and I, I speak French and Spanish and some Italian, I was going, and I live in the D.C. area. It's a no-brainer for me to be working for the for the government in the United States. And I wanted to be like, you know, um, CIA clandestine services with linguistics. <laughs> And I was in the application process. And the only reason I became a personal trainer, which then obviously started my whole journey of confidence coaching and writing, was um, because my background checks um, for the government are very lengthy. And I was just, I needed a job during the six or nine months it was taking to do background checks. And because I was an athlete, I was like, sure, I'll do some personal training on the side. And that's, you know, that's how the it all came to be. So it's, I just think it's fascinating seeing things fall into place that you don't expect, which just gives me that deeper sense of knowing that we're there, we all have a purpose. Things do not happen haphazardly, you know, and if you look at it from the right perspective, you can really find gratitude for even the most painful points in your life when you can look at them and say, they have created me into the strongest version of me that I could ever be. And for that, I am so grateful. Mm, that gives me you know, that gives me confidence. Oh, absolutely. And it's very courageous yeah. of you because, I mean, you know, it's we all have a story and it's really about what do you do with that story? Do you want to be a victim of that story and that, circumstance? Or do you choose to say, I would not be the person I am today without those experiences? And this is where you're you're talking about forgiveness and embracing them. Mm-hmm. And, you know, even to the point where you may have chosen these um, t- those experiences for yourself uh, to be where you are today. You know, it's just like yeah. yesterday I was speaking to this lady who was uh, explaining some of her um, incidents over the years and in reality it's it's she would not be where she is today without mm. all of those and they were horrible experiences but in whatever you want to label them they were experiences and it's yeah. the meaning we give them at the end of the day and it's what we do with them and I think yes. it's really courageous of you that you've actually pushed yourself forward because some people do really stay stuck in their story they and do they can't move forward yeah you're right and I, oh, I did that for, I had my 10 years, I was stuck in my eating disorder story. And I finally realized I had to stop telling myself that same story. Mm, yeah. Wow. Yeah. So Trish, what's the best piece of advice that you have ever been mm. given? Oh, do one thing every day that scares you, Eleanor Roosevelt. And you know what? I, my, my daughter's named after my, my grandmother, but She's also named after Eleanor Roosevelt. My, my daughter, we call her Ellie, but her name is Eleanor. That's how, I mean, Eleanor Roosevelt's quote there. I mean, all of her, all of her writings and, and, and her thoughts are incredible, but the doing one thing every day that scares you. I'll tell you, if you want to build some confidence, start there. Do one thing every day that scares you. And I take that, I really take that seriously. One of my mentors told me that about seven years ago, and that was really as I was starting my and launching this, this entrepreneurial journey. And it was the best advice ever given to me. So powerful and so simple. 
but it's often the simplest things that are so powerful, right? Absolutely. So I'm, I'm sure our listeners are just as curious as I. Uh, what would be some of those things that you do on a daily basis that scare you as an example? Mm, great example. Um, well, um, you know, it's so interesting. It can be something big. So sending, um, submitting applications to, to, especially I know you're a writer as well, like writing, submitting an app, something that you're like, I, I keep anything I keep thinking about, oh, I'd like to do that, actually doing it. Um, submitting, hitting that submit button for something, um, writing a, writing a vulnerable blog post. Um, sometimes like, um, it depends upon what I'm talking about on my podcast, but some of that, some of what I talk about, it sounds like it's easy for me to, to kind of storytell and, and craft that out and share for, like from the deepest points of pain, but it's, it's still terrifying. You know, like I, I know it, I, I, someone once told me, listen, listen, like, this is not your story to keep to yourself. You, if you really want to inspire, encourage and build up others, you're, there's this almost deep moral obligation to share it, right? So I, I, that's where I come from, but it doesn't mean it's always easy. Um, sometimes, you know, sometimes what's scary is being, and this, this sounds so ridiculous, is being nice to the people who are who are extremely, go out of their way to be rude to you. And like, and not letting that, and just saying like, it's going to be scary, not just to say hi, but to actually love them and be so kind to them that they're you're breaking down their barriers. I'm like, because those unhappy people, those unkind people, those rude people that we all know that we see on a daily basis, they're just they're just they're just self-protecting. Like they're just something deep that's unhappy about them and if I can just have the courage to keep loving them and not take it personally, like that can be scary. Um these are kind of random. These are only like kind of small daily ones. Um I love that one. That's, that's you know, awesome. they're just it's just interesting because it's I think fear really just holds us back. Also, you know, for for anybody that's an entrepreneur, anybody that's looking to elevate their life to the next level, you, you know, it all goes down to actually writing your goals down. But how many people or how many of us are actually writing down our goals? Like it's scary. I pre- I'm in preparing for, for the new year. I, I wrote down okay, so like here are my here are my I have seventeen, seven, I have fifty two questions I ask myself every year that I journal about, but. You know, then I get specific. All right, what do I want to be making in each stream of revenue in my business in June of 2017? I need to know the numbers. Well, it's scary if I put the numbers because what if what if I don't? It's it's writing that goal down can be scary, even if you're only just mapping out the year. But like it's whatever I find that whatever I'm resisting, whatever I feel like I'm procrastinating, that's my right. My that's my sign. It's like the flag waving that says Trish. That's your scary thing today. Today, go do that. Wow. To me, that that desire to resist or procrastinate is that, okay, what is it that you're afraid of? Are you afraid it's going to take too much energy? Are you afraid you're going to look stupid? Are you afraid, you know, and I have to answer that and then just go do that thing. So Trish, did you say you, you actually ask yourself 52 questions every year at the start of every year? I do. I do. And I, um, I have that, um, it actually, the, I can make the website go live today. I, every year I make it available for everybody else for free. It's my, I call it my annual guidebook. So it has... Half of the questions are about um, a reflection from the past year, and then half a reflection and planning for the next year. And what I also like is that at the bottom, I have a check-in point that every month you you kind of for yourself, you would print it up and you initial, hey, at the end of the month, I've gone back and reviewed these goals. What I love, I've been doing this this particular layout of questions for three years myself and then with all my clients and my tribe. And I, it's so powerful to look back at those same questions from three years ago. I love that. Yeah, so yeah, so I would um I will make that available to anybody listening. Um let me think. The website the, the address will be trishblackwell.com forward slash annual guidebook. So trishblackwell.com forward slash annual guidebook. 
I'm going to look into that myself. Yes. It sounds awesome. Yes. Yes. I will make that live in just a couple hours for you. Oh, thank you for sharing that. I, always, I have to update it from the the last year one is up there, but it's, I just had to change a couple little dates. Mm. Fantastic. Good good uh, time uh, to do it. It is. Just before it the is new year. Exactly. Very yeah. timely. So, Trish, what advice would you give your younger self? Mm. Have more courage. Just um, less, less self, left, less self-questioning, and more just stepping out. And that's that's the doing one thing every every day. You know, I think my my favorite way to tell people to do one thing every day that scares them is when you have a goal, and sometimes that goal is overwhelming. And sometimes people they don't realize that this is an expression of perfectionism, but they don't start the goal because they want to know what steps one through ten are before they start number one. You know, I don't want to put myself out there until I know everything I need to do. Like, no, just take that first step. Just take action. So um, I think I would have I would have had more courage when I was younger and then also probably sought out mentorship sooner. You know, uh, me investing in mentorship and in some mentors has was game changing for myself and my business. Mm, okay. So you recommend that everyone should have a mentor? Oh my gosh, absolutely. And you think about it this way, especially coming from an athletic background, I had to go, wait, pro athletes the best athletes in the world. They don't train by themselves. Now they're the most disciplined. They they know what to do, but they, everybody needs a coach. They have a coach. They probably have five coaches. So what I, I had to realize to myself, like think to myself, like, why is it that I feel like I'm above having a coach? Of course I need a coach. We all need coaches. And when I had that realization, that was really, really, um, mindset changing for me. And it changed everything. It's, it's crazy what having somebody to challenge you who knows where you want to go, what it can do for you. And I know that you know that because it's a lot of what you do as well. Mm. Oh, look, I, I, I believe everyone needs a coach. I don't Yes. Even it's especially just, if you're a coach yourself. Yes. Yes. Yes, absolutely. So Trish, what we do, we always ask our woman of inspiration to pick one word that best describes her personal brand. So what would be that one word for you that describes your personal brand? courage. Yeah, I thought you were going to say that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Lots of courage. Now, the other thing that we ask our woman of inspiration as we wrap up the show is we always ask our woman of inspiration to share three golden nuggets with our listeners. So what would be your three shiny golden nuggets that you would like to give our listeners today? Yes. Okay. So shiny golden nuggets. Um, I've probably already said a couple, maybe one or two of them, but one is that confidence is a skill that we all have. We just need to train it that, um, and that wherever you feel like you're lacking courage, that's your sign of where to start, where to start training and figuring out what is it that's causing you to self doubt or have small thinking or make excuses of why you're not pursuing that great and amazing dream that's been put on your heart. So knowing that it's not, it's not, it's not you, it's that you just need to train a skill. It's just that's it. Just, just a habit, high level habit is renewing your mind every day, three times a day and just choosing your thoughts wisely. Um, and then I think the the second one is really that, that doing one thing every day that scares you, that courage is something that it's not, it's not always easy, but we think it needs to be, but we build it up to be too big. And so I really think that courage comes from just having the, the ability to hold your breath sometimes for five seconds and say, I'm doing it. You know, it only takes five seconds of courage to actually have a breakthrough. The, the, it's like when you realize that it's just five seconds of, of something very difficult, anybody can do that. And so when you, and, and just training yourself to say like, and see, think of yourself as somebody who is brave. 
being brave with your story, being brave with your business, being brave with your your ability to be present in life, being brave to saying no to all the you know toxic people around you. Um, and then finally, um, I think really it's so like I think people's quality of life and their joie de vivre and their um, their ability to make a difference in this world changes when they know what their vision is. So I really ask everyone to think about how is it that you want to contribute to this world? Who do you who do you want if you could have, could only inspire and change one person's life? What would that person look like? What would their circumstances be? And what would that encouraging thing that would change their life be? And then that way you you know what your vision is. You know who you want to love on. And then you get to lead every day with that with that person in mind. And then I think as a result, you end up having this crazy, you know, domino butterfly effect of inspiring hundreds, thousands, and, you know, potentially even millions just because you decided to love. Oh, Trish, I love them all. And I yeah. love the fact that you were talking about when we had that lack of confidence is exactly the point of focus. It's what we should be working yeah. on. I love that. Mm-hmm. So Trish, how do our listeners find you? Yeah, great question. So um, one, through the annual guidebook, and then also it's just as simple as trishblackwell.com. And then I'm also on Facebook, and my Facebook is Trish Blackwell Fitness. Um, Instagram is Trish Blackwell. You're pretty good if you just type in Trish Blackwell anywhere. <laughs> you should find me, um, podcast, my confidence on the go. Um, or I actually also have a, if for anybody out there, because it's such a, because my heart really goes deep um, for for eating disorder or anybody that's struggling with confidence in their body, if that seems to be what's limiting you from having confidence in other areas of your life, I have a free ebook that I, I wrote for people that's called Building a Better Body Image, 50 Days to Loving Yourself from the Inside Out. And what it is is each day is one page. So like you, you literally it's a one minute commitment per day for 50 days where you're going to read two paragraphs and then there's a challenge of the day that it, it's going to, you're going to put into application that's going to really help you learn to love the skin you're in. And and that is for me, like it was game changing. That was a, it's a compilation of everything that I learned really mostly in France, um, you know, to, to be, to be bien dans ma peau that helped me be well in my skin. And, and I want, and I wanted to put it together in an easy way for people to get to people. It's free. It's a great resource for anybody that wants that confidence in their skin, wants to stop picking, picking at themselves. If whether they're trying to lose five pounds or 50 pounds, it doesn't matter. We can all, the body is this beautiful gift that can be and needs to be celebrated today. So that is, that's available. It's free at trishblackwell.com forward slash free book. So it's trishblackwell.com forward slash free book. So I got a lot of free stuff. Wow. <laughs> thank you so much. Trish, I don't know how I'm going to sleep tonight. It's like, it's just after 10 o'clock and I'm high as a kite just from your energy. Oh, you, you, you are awesome. You are oh, awesome. You're awesome. Thank you so much for your energy <laughs> and for being so open and honest and, and standing in your truth. I, I think that it's, it's very courageous of you. And I know that our listeners will get a lot of, um, out of this interview. It was amazing. So thank you uh, so very much pleasure. for your time. Thank you. Thank you. That brings us to the end of the show. If you have any questions, please send us an email to jennifer at iamwomanproject.com.au or Twitter at iamwomanproject and we will get right back to you. If you were listening to this podcast on iTunes, please make sure you leave a review or rating about the show. We would love to hear your thoughts. That's it for now. Thanks for listening. Until next time, please take care.